Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Cry, won't you cry, the 15th of July, the Free Mutant protest downtown. I know of no reason why Free Mutant treason should ever be forgotten. Guys, we're talking Boxed In, Season 1, Episode 5. Uh, that was just a call out because it's November 5th. Kind of a, kind of a joke. November. V, v for vin, Vendetta. Yes. You get the point. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What a lovely day for the Gifted After Show <laughs> here at After Buzz TV, where we are discussing Season 1, Episode 5, Boxed In. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this right now, you hear the... Fury Road theme song oh, kicking yeah. us off with some energy today. If you know why, say it in the chat, but I'm going to tell you why right now. <laughs> it is because Andy officially became a blood bag in this episode, which is pretty hilarious, which maybe is foreshadowing of him becoming a badass in the future. Because <laughs> yeah. if you've seen Fury Road, Tom Hardy was a blood bag and became a badass. Well, I guess he was a badass before the blood well, bag. Yeah, that's but true. that's beside the point. We are talking another great episode of Gifted. Five for five. Just like the five stars you rate us on iTunes, this was another episode. We're five for five for good episodes this season, so we're excited to talk about it. Uh, I'm your host. You can find uh, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U capital X. Oh, Everything yeah. else is lowercase, just a capital X. <laughs> That's right. Uh, joining me today is, of course, our full panel. Rick has returned this week, but uh, we'll start off with uh, Stephanie Sabra. What's up, everyone? I'm Steph Sabra, and you can find me on Twitter and IG at Steph Sabra. Rick. Hello, guys. Uh, no, I was here. I was. I was here. I was. Just, you were I was in just in, I was just invisible. That, that's my oh, mutant power. Yeah. So he was on the. He was on the couch. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on all social media at Rick Hong. R I C K H O N G. No X. No X. Well, you can find me online at one youngster, which is O N E Y O U N G S T A. No X. Sorry, no X. All sex, no X. Yeah, so we're talking episode five. This was right in feels. It's a pretty, pretty, like, when you think of, like, the ramifications of everything that happened in this episode, you're just like, damn. <laughs> you're just like, oh, that really sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to break it down. We're going to go July 15th, talk about the situation there. Yeah. Marcos and Polaris, the showdown, the interrogation. Then we're going to go into Jason, his wife and daughter. Uh, then we're going to go to Rita's bait, Kate and Harry, the whole bullet wound thing. Um, and then Clarice and Dreamer. And then we'll go over some quick notes predictions. Hello, wrap it out of here. Um, again, please hit that thumbs up on the YouTube video right now. Keeps us searchable. And then comment in live chat, but wait until after the video is over. The live yeah, stream's yeah. over. And if you're watching this and it's not live, then go ahead and comment whenever you want. But, you know, as a live stream, we can't really reply to all your comments unless it's after the video is over. But, okay. So July 15th, we, we open up on a flashback to four years ago. Mm-hmm. Or was it three, four? four. Year, four a flashback year. that makes sense in yeah, the context of the it episode. Does. 
We're getting these. We're getting like little flashbacks in this show, but they're not doing too much exposition in the flashbacks. It's just like, hey, here's a little bit of a scene from this event that happened a while back, and mm-hmm. let's move on. Because mm-hmm. even even like the Marcos and. Um, uh, Polaris flashbacks we get it like shows a little clip of their life that pertains to their current storyline yeah. and then moves on it's not like hey let's talk about all this stuff let's do a whole storyline in the past yeah oh my god this will be great let's just do three episodes <laughs> in the past especially in if fact, it has nothing to do with anything it doesn't pay off at all we're not spending days in the future past Ooh. I hate myself for that one Punch no, that, that's, that's good that's, that's good in the chat you guys know it's good you, you know it's good so we see that Jace took the day off from doing crowd control uh, he was back then he was a police officer it seems like and yeah. then he um, was with his wife and daughter his daughter's seven years old they're playing on the most fun thing ever invented at a playground which is the whirly whirl or whatever yeah. the hell you want to call it mm-hmm. um, and the girl just has to have her toy you know, yeah. you gotta have that toy to Classic. prevent you from running away and make you die. But um, we hear that the chants in the background are getting louder and louder and yeah. louder. Uh, unfortunately, the the protest is bigger than they expected. And then yeah. we start seeing. Uh, to me, I saw this kind of as the opposite of Lauren's power. What did you guys think of this whole like when you start seeing this like these explosions going off? Hey, is it a when was Judgment Day? Uh, Do we know what date Judgment Day was? I can't remember. This is the event. Yeah, I I mean, Judgment Day from Terminator, because I was like, I was thinking of like, there's their elements where I was like, okay, it's like maybe little kids shouldn't play in a playground in the 2000s. Yeah. So I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah, in the 2000s. Kids shouldn't play in a playground. The new millennium. Because. No playground. Yeah, we're going to have like Judgment Day or we're going to have like bad things happen. So like that's kind of. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like sitting there watching it, and it was like, oh, I was like, we got Judgment Day. I mean, yeah, it's a bad a little idea. Bit. Supposed to be August fourth, nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, uh, so we're okay. twenty years past Judgment Day. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. And there were actually before the 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 bigger, I guess, Pulse or whatever. And I know it's not Pulse. We're not talking about that guy. But <laughs> there were a couple of flare-ups that you could see over the trees. So you know. They knew it was coming. Unfortunately, that little toy, man, that toy always gets you. Yeah. That toy always gets you. I like the scene. I agree. But there was some parts where I was like, if I heard those blasts and my daughter was just chilling. Just grab the kid. Yeah, I would run and snatch her (laughs) instead of just watching. But I get it had to happen. But it was still a good scene because... What you were saying, they keep the flashback short in the dialogue to a limit, but you still know you got a lot of background story really quickly about the relationship, the setting, the day, the time. I mean, and that's also like directing and editing, too. I mean, in those moments, you know, I mean, you can hear things, but no matter how fast you try to react, it's, I mean, like for dramatic effect and stuff. But I agree with you, too. It's like, leave the toy. Let's get out of here. (laughs) It's like, run. What are you doing? Do you guys think, uh, early prediction, do you guys think we'll see the mutant that caused that? Yeah, but not this season. Um, I think we'll see more of that protest probably next season because I don't I don't think they want to just like give everything away yet. I think or... it's a season I think it's a season finale. Mm, I think in the okay. season finale we're I think before the finale we're introduced to the mutant like the, the dark side of the mutants or whatever. And I think Andy probably gets introduced to them or whatever. And I think okay. probably like one of the last scenes of the episode is somebody finding out or, or like the main guy mentioning that it was like all a planned occurrence July the July event was a planned occurrence Ooh man oh. like they set it off that way on purpose dude okay 
you're you're pushing me really forward because like I want to wow. piggyback off of that, but I don't know if I should piggyback off that later. Yeah, I mean we're talking about it right now. It's just yeah, pretty... going in, going in. Yeah. Well, remember how the his so the grandmother um, yeah. she says that you know that the grandfather's is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it out of our realm that the grandfather could have the power that the grandson has, and maybe he could have, and we'll see that come back finale to well, see both of them together. Look where you're going with that. See, because the power that was used to blow up the playground kind of looks like the combination of the two kids' powers. So if it was the grandfather yeah. and he's like a big leader in the anti-human mm. movement. Because she mentions him and he's just like, oh, he's just gone in a cabin or whatever. But Yeah, then we they don't, don't really, they kind of skip past it letting us know we're going to find out. Later. I still think the <laughs> July 15th, or is it 15th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the July 15th incident is um, is definitely like a uh, on-purpose incident. I don't think it was, yeah, a, mu- I don't like, think it was a mutant losing Like somebody coordinated yeah. that. Yeah, it was like yeah. they knew that this protest was going on. They knew it could be a trigger. And, and they needed anything, that to push some legislation or whatever they wanted to do. It could have been. It could have been. Um, and this is just total prediction. I know we're like getting off on a tangent here. <laughs> um, if I was to wager a guess, they already have abilities to control mutants, right? Like Pulse. Mm-hmm. If that was kind of the same thing as like X2 with Nightcrawler having the thing on his neck, like being able to control mutants that way, being able to control a mutant to cause, like July 15th was an inside job kind of thing where somebody wanted to push legislation to be able to control mutants. If we are going to get introduced to Decker, right? That was his name? Uh, uh, Striker. Striker. Like what if there is a Striker-like character who orchestrated that event to be able to say... Hey, these mutants are dangerous. Give them to me. Like, let's... yeah. Let me let me control this whole, I guess, push against the mutants. Let me, you know, uh, provide the tech, or let me provide the studies, or whatever, and let me chop them up and dice them and do all the experiments I want. The X experiments. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> Capital X. Capital also, X. with Jace, Jace's role, because I feel like Jace is kind of so naive about it because he had such a shocking event happen mm-hmm. to him that he might really not think that anything that Sentinel Services does or the people who are able to make people like Pulse work for them, I don't know if to the extent of how much he trusts that or knows that there are bad things that happen. It's not just being used for the greater good. Well, that's an interesting yeah. point, and we can we can get into that, too, a little bit right now, is that now that Jace has not firsthand witnessed his daughter's death, how will that affect him in terms of hating mutants? Because before, before he's witnessing a power go off and his daughter being incinerated. Like, that isn't mental image he's never getting yeah. rid of that is i hate mutants yeah. but now that he hasn't seen that and it's just my daughter was killed by mutants there there's a level where if he does discover a conspiracy of that the government controlled the mutant that killed his daughter it's less like in his mind mutants killed my daughter it's my daughter was killed in a blast caused by the government mm-hmm. so yeah, i think it opens okay. the door for a potential of him his switch later on if you see i was yeah. thinking of mm-hmm. it like when I saw that, I thought of it as, okay, you made me experience this loss twice. Now I super hate you guys. But I see where you're going. That, well, that I think it or, is I super hate you guys. But, again, we have a character. The, like the direction five, of Yeah, the, in five okay. episodes, he's already gone so far. Like, you don't know in seven more episodes because we have 13 this 13, season, yeah. so eight more. 
Um, and then season to season, like his character can grow a lot now that he has not witnessed firsthand somebody being mur- his daughter being murdered by a mutant power. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good point. But yeah. it is terrifying that he has to now experience the death of his daughter twice. Yeah. Because that's really bad. Now, uh, really quick from the chat, someone said, uh, ZSB Lou, uh, I wonder if the mutant who lost control of the 715 protest could be Jubilee or relate- related mutant. Uh, real quick, Jubilee ain't that strong. <laughs> Sorry. Now, Jubilee, we all got love for Jubilee. She's cool. She hangs out with Wolverine. She became, she's Asian. She became a, <laughs> she's Asian. She became a vampire for a little bit, and I don't know if she still is or whatever, but vampire? Oh, she's, she's not that strong. She's just not that strong. But in this world, we're not sure. <laughs> well, Rude. yeah, in this world, we're not sure. Rude. <laughs> Rude. She, she could be as strong as she wants to be. You're damn right. That's right. Uh, so let's go into Marcos and Polaris. Uh, I really... I really like seeing these two actors interact mm-hmm. in the show. They're just so natural on camera, and mm-hmm. the chemistry is just like that. Like, it's so yeah. good. I don't know if either of them are single, but, you know, like, they could probably get together, and I yeah, would, it, would it, believe it. It would make sense. Yeah, which which yeah. happens. Yeah, but, um, so basically we get them working together, because now they've, they, they mentioned the GPS tracker. Yes. They're all getting away. Like, one of our things is, like, that car would definitely have a GPS tracker in it if it's a Sentinel service yeah. car. Yeah. And luckily for us, the writers on the show are smart, so they said, hey, this car would have a GPS tracker. Let's use that in the show. They have to ditch the car. They get new cars, but then they see a drone, a Thunderbird. Wait. Thun- Thunderbird. Thunderbird. I was yes. right. Okay. Somebody yes. commented and said, why do you keep forgetting his name? Um, Thunderbird sees that the drone's coming, so they know that they have to do something. So some of them leave in the in the in the unmarked car with Reed and the kids and all them, and then Marcos and Polaris stay together because together forever. Yeah, that's right. Squad and they've life. been they've been apart so long. They're yeah. finally back. So and they need to and they need to discuss kind of the issue of oh hey by the way you got my kid Preggers yeah yeah, yeah. I thought that was yeah, really they cool to have that talk in person. <laughs> what do you guys think of like the different reactions they had and how she reacted to the news and how he reacted to the news? He's. I'm glad that he wasn't, you know, I'm glad that he's ready to be like, you know what? I know we're in a crazy world, but we can still raise this kid, you know, because it could easily have been a situation where he's like, you know, we, you know, it's too dangerous for this kid. It's doom and gloom and all apocalyptic stuff. But he seems pretty, you know, excited for, well, I mean, as excited as you can be when you're on the run, but, you know, pretty excited to have this kid. So I was like, oh, okay, go ahead. I see, yeah. I see you, flashlight. See you. <laughs> I thought it was a good depiction of their two characters. I, I think that's exactly how I would have thought they would react separately. Like, Marco's being kind of... I feel like he is a positive role. With everything he does, he has hope, and he's positive, and Polaris is kind of more realistic because she's seen, I feel like, really bad stuff her entire life. Mm-hmm. I so. mean, for him, though, I think you have to embrace it because if you if you're in a world where everybody is out to get you because you are different mm-hmm. yeah. then to be able to reproduce and bring you know someone different mutant whatever it is into the world then you've, you you've got to embrace that i mean like and it's not like i mean we're not gonna get too political here but it's not like you can just go to some hospital and say hey well we don't we don't want this baby or like, yeah. whatever you can't do that yeah. either and that yeah. i'm sure in that well world, they so. have mentioned that in the prior episodes where they don't have health care and they can't just go right. and do yeah. normal things yeah but, they probably like either call the cops or yeah, something crazy. Totally. So we have them uh, going in the car. This episode really highlighted the fact that she does have bipolar disorder. 
Um, I think, I mean, they haven't really touched on it saying, like, for sure, but the character as written. I've heard her say, talk about it okay. off screen. Yeah, because, um, like, this episode, she goes from so many different emotions in terms of, like, everything's happy. Then she gets really, like, intense and then yeah. really emotional and really intense. Uh, and we see one of these intense moments when they stop the car and decide to take Jace hostage. That, I think, yes. brought the best line of the episode for me when Eclipse was like, babe... Uh, we gotta go, and she was just like so into it, she couldn't be stopped. <laughs> she was like, "Nope, mm-mm. but we're and, bringing him." And they, and that's another thing. This show delivers, like, like you were saying, this show delivers. We knew she's been in jail all this time. She's she's quite upset, and when she the first moment she had a chance to get back, she took it. Oh yeah, she didn't. She, she was like, mm-mm, "Nope." I'm out. I have my powers now. When she threw that dude in the van, that was oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was I rewound yeah. that like yeah. twice. And I was like, time out. Your, like, time, time out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that was just straight funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was good to, you know, we know that she's been locked up and we know that she's ready to fight back. And they didn't like hold that back from mm-hmm. us. They gave it, and I was just like, hey, this well, is we know that she also good TV. doesn't like Jace. Well, yeah. So yeah. she's not presenting she's not him to the doorstep. <laughs> and Jace was, like, pissed because they didn't send reinforcements. So then we, we know that he's not, like, up on the up and up in terms of, like, having being able to control everything. Because yeah. somebody yeah. overruled him to send people to different places. Yeah. Which, to be fair, if there are more people there, you never know how that would have went down. Um, True. But I also thought it was uh, interesting that she just has these eyes that just make you think, like, she's going to do something really evil. <laughs> like, when she's like, we're taking him with him. And like, it's, like, so yeah. tiny. You're like, oh, and she yeah. sold it. Like, she really sold it. I was just like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm glad she's in charge. Even though maybe someone like that shouldn't be in charge all the time. Maybe. But, but I'm glad she's in charge. But side note to what you were talking about last week about combining powers, I loved how they were able to use both of their powers to shut down the original. Oh, that was yeah, that was yeah. a nice little tag that team moment. Cool. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. that was cool. That yeah. was smart though. It's like use the rearview mirror, reflect the sunlight off yeah. of it, destroy the drone. Yeah, that's that what was, we were talking about. That the that show really finds a way to make really cool results with realistic. Way- like if you had those powers realistically and you were smart, that's what you would do. It's like storms in the back scene. She's like, I could have made a tornado destroy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, tornado. They don't even have tornadoes here. It's, I could have still could have. <laughs> and like Xavier's in the backseat. I could have mind controlled the jet pilot to fire a missile at it. Guys, we can just be simple here, okay? It's like, could have just could just been simple. You don't have to. No, do I that. mean it's cool to see some originality. Where at least in this series, to see it's not just like okay, I've got this one power. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, you've got this one power. That's what you're going to do. It's, a, it's great to see them combining yeah. their powers. God, and if only the we results. had the mutant who could have the power of taking down drones right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the power of taking down the drones. The door's locked. Shoot! If only we had the mutant who can pick locks. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Uh, so let's move down to, uh, they get Jace down into this warehouse area, but of course Jace has a tracker on him, which, you Makes know, sense. why wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sentinel Services shows up, so they're like, okay, well, we got to figure out how to get this information out of him as to how they converted Pulse into being on the bad team and working for Sentinel Service. Yeah. Jace isn't going through it, but they're like, you know what, let's bring in Clarice. So they call, Cl- or they sorry, Dreamer. Let's yeah. bring in Dreamer, and they call Dreamer, and Clarice is right next to them, and Dreamer mentions a little bit about what her powers are mm-hmm. to Clarice, and this just sets well, things off. Well, and also with Shatter, right? 
Was Shattered there? No, no before. That's how she he, kind he was of about, started yeah, yeah. catching on to oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. right, right. Like the suspicion and yeah. just kind of seeing resemblances. Like, wait, why do I know? Like, deja yeah, vu, right? Yeah. Why do I know this? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to skip over them and get to them in just a minute. But uh, so they go, they do the showdown. Uh, basically, it's just kind of like Jace tied up while Dreamer uses her magic on him. And we get just glimpses of... I saw Hound, which I guess is Pulse's agent name or something, possibly. Mm, I guess. Yeah, we don't know. Really. Cause if, or, or is it the Hound Project? We don't really know. We just get yeah. like a few glimpses we of people. We see the symbol that's on the tattoo. The yeah. tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. see the courthouse mm-hmm. and paperwork and a judge's office. Yeah, so I guess maybe it was... Re- recalling when the legislation first came down or something. Or, yeah. he's, or fi- maybe it's files. Yeah. It's tough to say. It's well, it's, it's just Jace's mind. So it's not somebody who, like, is probably aware of all the details. It's probably, true, I'm true. aware that this is a branch mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. central yeah. services. So maybe it's just, like, bits and pieces from that specific thing. But then they shoot in uh, tear gas, and Dreamer has to leave with her cloud still around Jace, which is just... Screwing up his memories a little yeah. bit. She was really distressed about it. She was yeah, like, I she can't said, leave yeah. him like this. Good and point. then she had to leave him. So it means oh. that, yeah, she definitely knows it's not going to end well. And we do know that already because Thunderbird made that Yeah, clear. he made that comment about, you know, like the last time you did this. And yeah, it didn't some end people well. up or something yeah. like that. So we don't know what else she did to his mind or what else he remembers or doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of remembering on a society level... If the X-Men had been around, like, you know, say the... Because we don't really know how long it's been since the X-Men were around. Shouldn't there be a couple of people that are still, like, mutants are good-ish? I mean, the X-Men did good things. I mean, they I mean, they weren't, you know, the March of Dimes. But, I mean, they did, they did yeah. good things. They saved... But you I don't know if they saved the world, but, I mean, they saved things. There are people who think the mutants are fine, right? But they also think that Sentinel Services is just giving them fair trials and things mm-hmm. like that. It's the people True. who still yeah. believe in the system. Like Reed. Yeah, because they don't know about, like, the black sites yeah. and all that. Yeah. They're thinking, oh, they, you know, these guys are being treated fairly, and it's just regular law, and it's okay. And, Did you guys yeah. like their use of saving money on the budget? In terms of, like... Clarice and Dreamer pop in from a different room, so you just see a blue glow, and then they like, oh, leave. Look, like, blue I, glow. I saw that, but I let, I let it go. Yeah, I saw I it. I was too. like, "Look, look! I know what you guys are doing. I understand." Take. They look. had to save the money for the very gruesome dissection, pull the bullet out scene. Yeah. Um. So we can go ahead and talk about Clarice and Dreamer. So we get the little bits of uh, crumb, like breadcrumbs, going on with Shatter, as you said, and then with basically Clarice, Clarice talking to Dreamer. Dreamer is just so annoying to me because she just seems very whiny this entire show. She seem, always seems like on the verge of tears. And it's like, I just want to see her become a badass and like own up to her powers because <laughs> right now everyone's like putting her powers down, giving her crap for having those powers, like telling her she's yeah. a bad person and everything. So it's like, I get it. She's probably like depressed and everything, but I kind of want her to start becoming a badass and be confident. I don't know. I, I, like, I like how her characters evolving though like there were hints about okay she can place because we were, we were trying to break that down about what exactly are her powers and so we, we knew in the beginning that she could kind of go into your mind and place things there but now to know that here is the it can scramble your mind and screw you up I really like that part of it where he's just like going he's halluc- he's pretty, pretty much hallucinating and I'm like how can you, she has a power to fix that can she not fix that and check memories I don't know if I really understood that she could take literally be seeing your memories yeah like she's, I thought she could just implant it she's That's connected a whole different thing yeah. so you may not like her personality but I like her powers yeah I mean yeah. her powers are cool <laughs> it gives um 
it gives a lot of ability for having an episode or having at least a story arc where her mind swaps with somebody else. Um, sure. Or at least maybe she's supposed to delete somebody else's mind and then she goes evil because somebody somebody's mind invades hers and then they're undercover as her. Uh, I mean, mm, I could see okay. that happening maybe like next season or like a season or two down the line. It, maybe like the Shadow King or something. Like, it or seems a little, there might be too inside baseball for X Men. It fans, seems a little too Agents of Shield, but mm, okay. Uh, I mean, they could go that way. It opens the door for it anyway. Um, so I did like that we finally got Clarice confronting her though. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they didn't hold that forever either. Yeah. They held it. Uh, what about two, three episodes? I mean, they're, they're pacing the stories along very, yeah, very well. Yeah. Like, the only thing that, I mean, I know I wasn't here last week. I'm not going to harp on it really that much. But I maybe would have wished for a little bit more from them at the prison. Where we could see a little okay. bit more about porcelain yeah. and the woman in charge. But mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that was last episode. Like, that's, but that's about that it. That was three but, episodes ago. But, um, well, in terms of actually seeing those two characters, right? But I, I was thinking, like, they could have, like, dragged it out, like, yeah. one more episode inside the prison. But... With that, I mean, I will say that, yeah, they're moving, knowing that there's 13 episodes, they're moving the story along pretty well. Well, there's something uh, there's something smart that uh, Joe Henderson told me about. Joe Henderson's the, um, you know him, Rick, he's the showrunner of Lucifer, right? Your yes. Friends uh-huh. uh, I was like, and my friend I... Jim Campolongo, good job, Jim, wrote this episode. Oh, awesome. <laughs> hey. So, like, there's, there's something that Joe told me about when I was hosting Lucifer After Show, which is when you have so many episodes, you can't just hold yourself to one storyline because if you hold yourself to one storyline yeah. you're going to start thinking of like ways to stretch things out to get to it at that point yes. or you're going to start like just putting in filler episodes and we've seen that yes we've we have seen that. Oh, we've seen that oh yeah so, like, the three of us have so oh yes what it looks like with this show is it looks like we're towards the end of the first part of this season uh in terms of we still haven't gotten a big baddie we still haven't yeah. gotten like what is the point of this show in terms of like who? What is the main overarching goal? Huge yeah, because right now they're just scrambling to survive. Yeah, this kind of like still it's kind of like a paycheck to paycheck situation where it's just like, okay, we got that done. Whew, okay, we got that done. All right, we're still alive. Okay, mm-hmm. we got. You know, they haven't really revealed like who the bad mutants are or who the bad government people are. Like, who are the the tattoo people? Or yeah. you know, they they haven't really let that out yet. So I feel like our breadcrumbs are leading to some kind of big bite pretty soon. I'd say episode seven. And then we're gonna have a six episode arc that really drives towards what this season is. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited because I've been entertained for five episodes without actually yes. really having a goal in mind or like what an overarching story is. Does that make sense? Yeah, to makes, uh-huh. but I think that is because they've done such a phenomenal job of building this world, building, you know, the legislation to and for mutants, the world that surrounds mutants and non-mutants, and all and these great characters that they've brought in and continue to bring in, that you're not really, we don't need that yet. Soon we will need that, but for now we're just, at least for me, I love the story, the yeah, actual we're like building of the, the society. And all that. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've established the characters, which is something that a lot of shows don't do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we already have two love triangles, <laughs> drama, we kind of have a basis for where Andy's character's going, we have a basis for where Lauren's character's going, we know Reed's situation with the mutant underground, we know how he's changed their mind of him already in one episode as opposed to dragging that out for five yeah. episodes, like... A lot of stuff has happened with these characters that now we at least five episodes in already have history with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jace, we have somebody who's part of Sentinel Services that we already have an entire backstory and origin story to like who yeah. he is and why he's acting that way. We've already flipped that origin story on its head by eliminating True. his memory of his daughter dying. Like 
so much has happened character driven wise that we actually have a pretty solid foundation for giving a crap when start when things start getting yeah. really heavy and I mean and you and you mentioned you mentioned that in the either the pilot episode of our show or the second episode about Amy Acker's character. Yeah. Her name escapes me really quick, the mom. Mm-hmm. But in terms yeah. of like, well, she's just gonna do this part, it's like one note. I wanna see what her purpose is. And we've started yeah. to see that. So. they've become kind of like the family has sort of kind of become like, I guess, the heart of the group because now they're like they're like repairing people. They're like, you know, they're they're literally bleeding for the for the cause. So so it's like now they've provided a value of this is our your livelihood is also our responsibility. Mm-hmm. They're taking a large part in what their survival is. So I think that they're they're okay now. Yeah, it's like you're contributing. You're not just like yeah. tagging along. I mm-hmm. think uh, you know, right now we haven't really seen much of the te- technology aside from the spiders and the drone. Mm-hmm. And we have one breadcrumb with the doctor calling and saying he wants those kids. Yeah. So right now we're seeing Sentinel Services Act. I think in the next few episodes we're going to start seeing the privatized mutant hunters mm. attack. Yeah. And I think that's where things are going to start getting interesting is when you have three roles in play. You have the mutant underground, mm-hmm. you have sentinel services, and then you have bounty hunters, or yeah, whatever you want to call okay. them. And I think that's when it's going to get interesting because the bounty hunters are going to be chasing mutants, sentinel services are going to be chasing mutants, but what happens when the bounty hunters and sentinel services get in each other's way and things start happening? Like I think that's when the story's really going to open up as to who's on what side and who's actually fighting for also, what kind of... can we get some help from the cartel? To help out the we mutants. have the cartel, yeah, you're you right. Know, so that could that could it's a ball of confusion, but a good ball of confusion. Yeah, we're opening up doors without closing them yeah. right away. Yeah, which is really cool. And the whole scene, why Lorna wants to get at Jace that <laughs> intensely right then is because she was saying, "I almost got turned." Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what would happen? And so then we're opening up this door for Baton Rouge with the federal building that yeah. Reed recognizes, and that mm-hmm. seems like the core of Gambit? where everyone's changing, where Pulse is changing, and all the rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm and, curious if those twins were got by the doctor. Oh, yeah. Because he brings up the news article and he like is looking at, like, oh, I want the siblings, but what if he had already gotten the other siblings? Mm-hmm. What if they're, what if we're going to wow. see a casting for twins coming into this pretty soon? What if those twins were the ones that caused the fireball? I volunteer that Sean and Aaron Ashmore are the twins that they bring into the show. <laughs> Iceman and Jimmy Olsen. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That. <laughs> um, so... We get that Clarice is really pissed off at Dreamer, because we're moving back to the story. Uh, we get Clarice is really pissed off at Dreamer. Stay out of my head. Stay away from me. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't want them extracted. Well, she doesn't want her to touch her. She yeah, she doesn't want to yeah. do because you don't want to take that chance. And, I mean, this is in other media. But even um, uh, talking to Wolverine in on screen and in the comics, he said you can't just go in people's minds and just mm-hmm. do whatever you want. It's like a very – you have to be very careful. So I guess that's probably why she's like, don't mess with my head. Don't leave me alone. I don't want anything else from you anymore because yeah. – I don't want something else to go missing or something else to pop up. I do also think that there is a part of Clarice that likes how useful she's being. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because she has been extremely useful and way more consistent than she was. Yeah, her powers have been, yeah. yeah. But I feel like this is only pushing her further away. I feel Mm. like she has memories of somebody that she now loves that doesn't love her back. Mm -hmm. She's with... She has to be near this dreamer girl. And if you haven't noticed, like, her interactions with people lately has been just skin deep. Like, she hasn't really Mm -hmm. been... Like, she's helped them, but she's been, like, moving away from them every time she teleports them. Like, it kind of feels like she's already 
out the door based on this now interaction with Dreamer. Yeah. And I think that's... I think, I mean, we're still speculating at this point that Andy's going to the Dark Mutants or whatever. I, I still think Clarice might be going that way, too. I mean, because there's a, there's a violation, number one. And then number two, yeah. she doesn't really specifically know every like we do because we're watching the show yeah. of like what yeah. was put in but she doesn't know so it's it's like is my friendship with you genuine is my friendship with yeah. you genuine is my friendship yeah. with you so genuine? Question everything. Question yeah everything. so that's why you're just kind of like you're just kind of kind of be like oh hey how's it going you know it's like what'd you do today nothing well guess what rick <laughs> our friendship with the fans is genuine and you know oh, how yes, they can is. show us that their friendship with us five is genuine. stars baby five stars what do the five stars say to the face they said a review on itunes go to <laughs> itunes type in the gifted or type in after buzz tv the gifted whatever you'll find our show go ahead and rate us five stars leave us a comment on there also be sure to hit that thumbs up in the video right now and leave a comment after this live broadcast is over so we can reply to you and get those uh get those comments up pop the views up you know because the more views we get the more searchable we are yep. get more fans in here i mean right now we got like uh 50 people in the live chat so cool. you know, that's that awesome 50 thumbs up right now well, you know what? I was thinking that we might have more people watching us right now, but some people probably forgot to turn their clocks back. Yeah. So they're oh, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that we're six days late anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, right. So, uh, shout out to Big Brown Bubba Bear 2012. Ooh. Love this show. Five stars. Really love you guys. You're so into the show as much as me. I love that you theorize and really think about this show. I wish I was there to converse with you about the show. Please keep up the good work. Goofy, five stars. Reflex, one, two, three. Says, y'all are even more silly than the pilot after show. But yeah, I'm so happy y'all like the show the way I do and <laughs> having fun with it it's a good place to be on the show and ooh that dreamer wink well done sir uh evil mutants by serpentina lynn i'm getting the feeling that dreamer and polaris might end up being villains polaris definitely has a dark streak in her that it's going to drive eclipse who i keep wanting to call sunspot away from her i suspect the same thing happened with dreamer and t-bird also is anyone getting a stamford incident vibe about the july 15th incident yeah i, I yeah i guess you could because they all kind of like blend together. There's like, always an incident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. Well, I thought yeah. the fact that it was 7:15 was kind of like 9:11, but then it was also I think had to do with the recent type of protest that it always starts on one side and then things happen. Yeah, everything's okay, and then there's like there's like well, there's four the, or five people that are like crazy. And then, there's also the very like on the nose political commentary of like that was one group of people yeah. doing that. Don't. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Categorize us as yeah. a whole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick theory, five stars. This was today by the lonely Wakandan. Uh, hey, Ooh. gifted panel. What if the reason why the X-Men and Brotherhood went missing is because they all went to Genosha? And rumors that Genosha might show up in Dark Phoenix also gives a hint of where in the timeline the show takes place in. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Five stars. I'm down with that. I'm down with that I like idea. Because I was wondering if we would see something like Genosha here. And that would be a great way to kind of handle mutants off screen. I mean, like, oh, such and such is there. And they could just, like, like mention them but not really say their oh, names. Yeah. So we know, oh, I didn't know Rogue was there. Or, and oh, we, I didn't and know. And correct me if I'm wrong. Genosha is a throwback to the animated series, right? Yeah. That's, where, that's was, where I've heard Genosha a lot. Yeah. yeah. Genosha was a throwback to the animated series, which was also in the comics. But it was kind of like this... It was Alcatraz, pretty much, for mutants. And there was this island. They had them there with the shot collars or not. We have ten minutes left. Was it Okay. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys want to know, just search Wikipedia X-Men Genosha. G-E-N-O-S-H-A. Uh, cool. So, we can touch on Jason's wife and daughter again really quick. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Just a lot of way crazy theories that can pop out of this, r- losing the thing. 
very emotional scene. Um, how many of you guys saw it coming as soon as he walked up the house? You were like, oh shit, he forgot about his daughter. I thought he no. did forget about his daughter, but I kind of was confused when he was walking up. I'm like, maybe he didn't. See, I was thinking that he wasn't going to recognize his wife. Uh, and then when you were, I was like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Then I was like, didn't, oh. It didn't, Jim, you got me, man. Didn't even dawn on me. It oh. did not dawn on me that, like, <laughs> that uh, he would think that she's still alive. I literally was, as soon as, like, Dreamer had to walk away and she's freaking out, I'm like, oh, the last thing we see is his daughter. He's going to forget that his, he's going to forget all that. And I'm like, is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing? I'm like, oh, probably a bad thing. Uh, what I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that it would make him forget the fact that she was dead. Yeah. I thought it would just make him forget the scene of her death, but forgetting like the fact that she's dead in the four years leading up, like he's lost a lot more than just his mm-hmm. daughter in that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Reed uh, runs into Wade Barrett from, uh, from Roadhouse. <laughs> oh boy. Fade. Fade, right? Yeah, Fade. Yeah, his fade. name's Fade. Yeah. Uh, oh, it even rhymes. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Roadhouse, uh, Dalton. Uh, it's a classic movie. Uh, Patrick Swayze. I watched Treat it yourself. last night, which is why I'm directly referencing it right now. <laughs> but uh, the guy, he looks like Sam Elliott, let's be honest. Like, he kind of looks, yep. the actor who plays Fade kind of looks like Sam wow, Elliott. And it's the what? same kind of character as Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. But he wow. sees that Reed is back, and he's not having it. He's like, this mm-hmm. bastard, you know what he did to us? Yeah. Um, which is valid. It yeah. would be weird if he forgot or if that guy wasn't there. Yeah. So again, throwbacks coming back and good writing, like for a yeah. circle. Um, the only thing is, I don't know where the girl or the woman mm-hmm. was that he had well, with them. They were weren't they transporting them down uh, to Mexico? Or? Yeah, but all of the um, all of the mutants got attacked. Like it wouldn't make sense that he would be there and sh- and they wouldn't because that was like around the same time period. Okay, I don't know. Maybe mm. who knows? I all guess right. we don't really know. Yeah. For but sure, I for liked sure. them, so I was kind of looking forward. To I mean, and, and there's it, it always leaves the door open to the possibility yeah. that we'll see them. True. Yeah. So he's not happy, and obviously, when you have one person who really hates the guy that is doing this, let's use that one person as the getaway car for the guy when we use him as bait. Exactly. So Reed yeah. cues them in on the whole spanning the grid thing with they're using code words with uh, break-ins and kind of codes like that. Yeah. And they decide, okay, well, we have to have somebody pop up outside of this grid so they think we went the other way. So Reed volunteers his tribute, goes all Katniss Everdeen, runs outside there in a uh, hospital scrubs with a bleeding leg because he's <laughs> still got those pins stuck in out. You thought Polaris might be able to just put them back in, yeah. but... Oh! Well, nope. nope. That's, she's, not, she's not a doctor. That's on her uh, need power. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Uh... So, yeah, he's running around. He sees the cameras. It's Big Brother State, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then he runs away because the but cops But I like how they him. handled it. Yeah. And yeah. He was like, just wanted to make sure. Well, I don't know Inside. what side you were on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. That, that was nice, though. But, you know, now it's kind of the mutants know that they are in all the way. You know, they're they're healing the guy with the bullet wound. You know, the guy's giving his own blood. They're using powers to keep the wound, you know, Fresh or not? Fresh, no, sealed. But, you know, keep the sealed. Artery, artery yeah. sealed. <laughs> keep it sealed. <laughs> no fresh wounds. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know you have Reed, you know, sacrificing himself, saying, "Hey, I'll go out there, and they'll, you know, follow me." So, yeah. So I feel like in this episode we've gotten all of our loose ends tied as far as the trust issues go. Yeah. So the family's all in. Reed's all in. Everybody 
is on the same page as they are not going to betray us. Mutant They're back together. Yeah, we we have the mutant underground overflowing with mutants from all over the place because gotta catch them all. Yeah. Chase the yeah, agent. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's going all pokeballs everywhere and. So, last but not least, now that Reed's back, everything's fine with Reed. They have a nice little uh, rib witch dinner, frozen rib witch dinner. And we get to the last story of the episode. This is not, like, timeline-wise, but Kate and, ha- Kate and Harry. Harry took a bullet. He used to be a mutant like you until he took a bullet to the knee. Uh, but, no, it's in his gut. The kids are all helping. We find out that Andy is O-negative. He's a universal donor. Same. Yeah. So, Andy becomes a blood bag. Yeah. You know. Because they just watched Fury Road. They're like, oh, cool. Blood bag. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Jim about that one. I'm just like, dude, this dude has a gunshot wound. He's His artery is now bleeding profusely. He's been bleeding a lot. And Andy is like 90 pounds wet. Like, how is this kid... Yeah. No, holding uh, his arm like he would. They would have had to have Andy sitting down. There's no way that could yeah. have been I was, no, I was thinking the good he would need a couple big like, Newtons. Too, yeah, like, yeah. Juice, yeah, some cookies. cookies like, exactly juice. right. So he's a pass out. Now, a uh, big shout out to Jake Snowden in the uh, chat. He said, "Seriously, uh, why did the entire mutant underground leave the gunshot surgery to the mom and the Wonder Twins? I thought they didn't trust the family. They didn't, and they don't sort of. But I mean, they have no choice, yeah. man. When you when you don't have a choice, you gotta take the best option. I'm I mean, just like." Where, they can't go to patient first. Where are or... all the mutants in the under? Like, if they're overflowing with underground, they could have been like, "Hey, who has a power that could help with this?" Like, anyone can like cauterize the wound with fire. Yeah. Maybe that chick who took away the pain from reading the car could be useful. True. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, he was in so much pain. Anyone at all with like telekinesis who could just help out like with your mind. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, it's like was... you have no pain. Or like take him to there a happy no place so he's right not now. thinking about the pain or something yeah. like, like that. Again, the other only other thing that I was upset about was they didn't bring Thunderbird in to be like put his hand on the wound and like detect where the bullet is and see what the damage was. Oh, that's cool. Like that would have been cool. Like oh, she has to do surgery. Thunderbird, put your hand on the wound. And then we use Lauren to seal off some of these bleeding parts, and Thunderbird connects with their minds or something, and we combine two powers plus surgery. Like, I thought that would have been a lot cooler, but either way, the family had it handled, even though it's just kind of random that they leave yeah. the shot guy to the family. It was random, but I think important for all of them to develop clear roles and tr- grow trust with everyone. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, we trust the family. Yeah. So moving on, that's kind of the episode. Uh, we get left off with the powerful scene between Jason and his wife. Um, we can do some predictions real quick, but I do want to first go to what Rangie 90998 in the chat said and said, if you guys could have any mutant power, what would it be? Start with me. Start with you. Uh, muscle mimic or muscle memory I can't remember how it's been named but whatever I see I can do and then I'd sit down and watch like tons of uh, 90s action flicks Bruce Lee all that stuff uh, touch of like tons of SWAT stuff and I'd be like the coolest action hero ever you want to be Neo, basically. Yeah. Neo uploaded is yeah. what you're saying, yeah. right? Yeah, I can do that. See, I'm, I know kung fu. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm unoriginal because, like, for me, it's it's just a I guess telekinesis, just so I can like make people ah. make me angry, and just like just make them trip, you know? Throw them in the van. Yeah, just <laughs> just do it, you know. Um, but I think that's. I've, I've thought about that. Invisibility, yeah. but I want to fly. I'm not sure. But if I say invisibility, then it's like, mm. so like maybe fly, you know, just so I can get so I can bypass the airlines. I know there's so seagulls. many I'd want. <laughs> um, I've been thinking about this actually, and flying and invisibility are great ones. But I think 
I would love if I could just read. There's this one Disney Channel movie that where he read this huge novel in like two seconds and retained all the information. If I anything I read, anything I could graze it in a second and retain it and be like a genius with any subject, anything. That's what I would want. Oh man, I was like, oh, I, already, I already thought that you like were Monet. a genius, but all right. uh, Monet, she's uh, perfect. So <laughs> like she, yeah, cool. Um. <laughs> You guys seen Jessica Jones? How about like the Purple Man from Jessica? Jo- no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> no, go in the no, closet. No, yeah, sit in the closet. He's in the so show. Scary. <laughs> no, I just meant I want to look like David Tennant. Oh. No, um, I think that I would want the power of rebirth. Like whenever mm-hmm. I die, I'd be able to retain all my memories and be reborn mm. with all my memories. So like reincarnation mm. kind of thing. Okay. So, like, I'd be just like everyone else, except I'd just retain all the like information. Like, transferring... Yeah, to, just transferring okay. consciousness to another being and just continuously living lives. Interesting. It's basically going to be Dracula. I just want to be... I just want to be... <laughs> I don't want to say the joke that I was going to say. Um. So, that's our show. Actually, you know what mutant power I need? Mutant power to make a sound effects for predictions come up. So, if oh. I can just... But to be fair, that power is just like having telekinesis, just like every other damn power. Yeah, I see it's so sad. Oh, goddamn it. What are your predictions, Mike? No, Rick, you go first. <laughs> oh, my predictions? Yes. Uh, you are Rick. Let's see, where, where are we? Um, I don't know. I think that there could be a turn from Jace. He's going to be conflict. I mean, he's he's trying to like relearn everything and he's going to go through his emotions again but um, I don't think he's going to be as hardcore about trying to get I think I think like I don't know I, I see a turn in his character like a major turn in his character where we could possibly see him be for the mutants on some end like there's some sort of understanding that he finds through this mm-hmm. yeah because his daughter is now killed by an incident not a mutant in, in yeah. some way shape or form so he's more of a gray slate than a black slate right now in terms of, like, okay. which side he falls on. Uh, Steph? I think that next episode will be where Lauren and Andy will start working on their powers. Hopefully that's with Lorna, like we discussed, because I think she would be the best mentor for them. And then I also think a huge sort of investigation research among the underground mutant um, to know what is happening with the uh, Baton Rouge federal building. They, I think they're going to try to find out what mutants are there, what are their powers, how can they use them against us so they're more prepared for next time. I think that uh, through the process of investigating that, they're going to run into somebody else who is also investigating that. Oh, another party mm. coming in. Another part. I think so it's like another teaming think, up with with another group. I don't even think it has to be another group, but I think right now all of our mutants are too goody goody. I think we need to be introduced to a more devil may cry mutant who's like doing their own gambit in Baton Rouge. Yeah, like Chasan. Like somebody that would, that would be good. I, w- I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, somebody similar to Gambit in in terms of neutrality as like chaotic neutral character. Because yeah. right now everyone's just like, yeah, we're Team Brotherhood. We. We're still going to, like, we're just going to protect ourselves. We're not going to go actively attack humans or anything. And I think we need some semblance of, like, a mutant fighting back. Yeah. Whether it's a group or whether it's one mutant, I think we need that that spark for some of our characters to ignite in terms of which side they fall on. Uh, but that's all the time we have today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Season 1, Episode 5 review of The Gifted, uh, Boxed In. Uh, 
we do this show again six days late because it's the only time we could do it. But again, we just are a refresher course before you watch the new episode tomorrow. Make yep. sure you watch the new episode tomorrow. Also, follow the Gifted Writers on Twitter. They start a Twitter. They tweet out during the show. It's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter to tweet about the show anytime at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U capital X. Uh, everything's lowercase except that X. Remember that. Uh, where can we find you guys? <laughs> I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Steph Sabra. And I'm Rick Hong. You can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. Find me online at One Youngster, which is O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. And we will see you guys next week, Pacific, 5 p.m. Sundays. X. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Oh, a lovely day! Express herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.